What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a quick recap of National Signing Day as Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks landed a huge fish. And our coverage from the Senior Bowl continues as we sit down with former Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker as he talks about his timetable for his return to the football field coming back from injury. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into a play to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with National Signing Day and the biggest fish, at least in the SEC, uh, Nicholas Harbor, five star edge rusher out of the DC area, officially committed to South Carolina over the likes of Oregon and Maryland. And the Gamecocks land a gigantic recruit, six foot five, 225 pounds, the number one athlete in the country, runs a 10.28 100 meter dash. And he is expected to be the highest-rated prospect to sign with Carolina since Shane Beamer has been there. Uh, Harbor is ranked as the num- nation's number one overall athlete, but he is considered the nation's number 19 overall prospect, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Shane Beamer talked with reporters on Wednesday and was just glowing about uh, how happy he was to get him. He gave a hug to track coach Curtis Fry because Harbor is expected to contribute to both programs. Uh, Beamer said he's an elite athlete in track and football. It's about who can develop you to take you uh, to take that next step. Beamer said he sees Harbor as more of a wide receiver because he doesn't need to have his hand in the dirt blocking defensive lineman if he stays a tight end. He said he needs to be out in space more. However, Harbor will likely play some tight end. Uh, the final hours of his recruitment were pretty crazy. Shane Beamer said he got a message at 3 a.m., uh, from Harbor, saying uh, he said it wasn't a very good message, and that led to a morning of a bunch of phone calls. He said, and look, some of the national recruiting services were projecting him as of Wednesday morning to be flipping Oregon, and I think a few of them said Oregon was in the driver's seat to land him. So kudos to Shane Beamer and South Carolina doing doing some work to land Harbor, keep him uh, like. He was originally projected to go to South Carolina and keep him in this class. And it's a huge, huge get and a huge cherry on the top four South Carolina's recruiting class. And that's a guy who should have an immediate impact there for the Gamecocks starting next season. Some other news from around the conference on National Signing Day. Uh, Kendrick Gilbert on Wednesday flipped his commitment from Purdue to Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. He's a four-star defensive lineman from the Indianapolis area from uh, 24-7 Sports. He's the number 46 defensive lineman, the number three overall recruit from the state of Indiana, and a nice late addition to this class for Mark Stoops and Kentucky. Uh, Prior to his commitment, the class was ranked number 34 in the nation, and that bumped up 
with the Wildcats right at 19 players for the 2023 class. So Kendrick Gilbert, nice late add for Kentucky. Uh, Mississippi State and Zach Arnett, they won a key recruiting battle. Uh, three-star defensive lineman Jonathan Davis announced his commitment to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. He is a Mississippi native, a little bit under the radar, and had offers from State and Ole Miss. Six foot five, 305 pounds, number 526 overall player, number 57 defensive lineman, number nine player from the state of Mississippi. And you know, there was some talk maybe Ole Miss was going to land him, but he ends up with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And uh, Zach Arnett talked after uh, at his press conference on Wednesday and said uh, he put off a meeting with new athletic director Zach Selman to make sure that they finish this thing strong. He said, look, you don't get to the quarterback quite as well as this recruit we're going to see, so we're going to go visit him first, Selman said. And uh, again, Bulldogs landing, pass rusher Jonathan Davis. Arnett said he's heard sentiments like, man, you beat some big-time programs out for Jonathan Davis. He said, well, we're a big-time program too. This is D-line U and um, Mississippi State going to try to uh, – to try to continue that run of great defensive linemen with Jonathan Davis there in the mix. Another uh, recruiting addition, kicker Gabe Russo on Wednesday announced his college decision. He's an Under Armour All-American, reportedly received a scholarship offer from Kentucky and a preferred walk-on offer from Alabama, but he announced a commitment to Auburn as a preferred walk-on. Cole's professional camps Give him a five-star punting rating and a four-star kicker rating. So congrats to Hugh Freeze and company adding him to the group. And Billy Napier talking with the media on Wednesday, putting the finishing touches to his class out there, ranked 14th nationally. But one of the big misses, obviously, Jaden Rashada. We'll get to him in just a second. But a lot of questions about how the NIL affected this class and moving forward. Billy Napier said, this has created frustrations and issues. We're aware of that. We're playing a game we've never played. Napier said he didn't have an issue with losing certain players following everything that involved Rashada. He added he doesn't expect the NCAA to investigate it anymore, and uh, they'll move forward. But Napier also pointing out that they're going to be in the quarterback market. He said, hey, this spring, we're looking for a quarterback. So anybody interested, come on, apply. Keep an eye out for you. So Florida Gators need to add some more quarterbacks to that room and uh, add a little bit more depth. Speaking of Jaden Rashada, he officially committed to Arizona State on Wednesday. So the former four-star quarterback, top 75 prospect, uh, Arizona State beat out TCU and Miami for him, the once Florida signee. And just one more note, uh, Todd Munkin, Chris Mortensen of ESPN reporting that Todd Munkin's interview process with the Bucks went very well. And he said, look, if this thing's going to happen, it should happen very soon. So I would think Munkin with the Bucks is a natural fit. Heard they interviewed him extremely well. He said, I would not be surprised if the Bulldogs are not replacing their offensive coordinator very soon. So Todd Munkin to the Bucks gaining a lot of steam. And Georgia, just like Bama, will be looking for their new offensive coordinator. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, our conversation with Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. But first, I want to remind you this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Look, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited. 
our new sports betting partner for Locked On uh, is FanDuel because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. They, um, if you download the FanDuel app now, you can get in on their Super Bowl 57 bet with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, who's going to score the first touchdown. All that's up there for you. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So go join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on. Claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Sitting down with one of the top quarterbacks, not just in the SEC last year, but in the country, Hendon Hooker from the Tennessee Volunteers. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Oh, that's a blessing once in a lifetime. It's, it's, it's got to stink, right? I mean, the injury, it sucks. Um, yeah. Let me take you back to that game. Obviously, the game's not going your way at yeah. South Carolina and all that. Did you know right when the injury happened, man, this isn't going to be good? I didn't know. Um, you know, initially coming off the sideline, you know, I was trying to get my guys going. We was motivated. Um, you know, I asked Coach, hey, Coach, put the ball in my hands. So, um, you know, coming out, I was thinking, hey, we're about to make a run. I was going to have a big-time run play on that first play. Um, but initially, I thought that I just sprained my knee until getting in the tent, and they told me the bad news. It's, it, it stinks because it puts a little bit of a damper on what was such a great season, right? I mean, the, the playoff was still within, you know, within reach and all that kind of stuff. But I assume your coaches, your teammates all kind of picked you up and said, hey, man, look, you, you don't let this damper what was an awesome historic season for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Initially, uh, it was it was uh, um, it was very devastating, and uh, everyone in the locker room showed a lot of compassion, a lot of care. Um, some tears were, were, were shed, but um, you know everyone bounced back that next week and uh, showcased a, a great game against Vanderbilt. And um, I, I'm a, I'm happy that I was able to be there for the bowl game as well. Um, I'm proud of them, and I'm, and I'm excited for the organization and the uh, the university moving forward. Take me back through the through the season. Did you have a favorite memory or moment? I mean, obviously the win over Alabama, I think, was mm-hmm. was monstrous. But did you have a favorite moment? Yeah, that pit game. Uh, things weren't going our way uh, at the beginning of the game. Came out a little sluggish. Um, you know, we got into a little a little junk talking uh, to the fans. <laughs> and uh, you know, every every moment after um, you know we decided, okay, we've settled in. We got our feet wet. Uh, let's go out here and dominate and play how we know how to play. And we did that. Finished strong. Did it feel like, I mean, the Alabama game, the, the aftermath of that was just incredible. How much did you celebrate, and how much were you just kind of watching Vol Nation go nuts that night? Yeah, so um, <laughs> after about, I'll say about five and a half seconds of uh, everyone rushing the field, I just ran straight to my parents. I wasn't trying to get uh, trampled by, <laughs> by all the fans, you know, rushing the field. So ran straight to my parents. My dad and sister had already jumped in on the field and was looking for me. But um, I, I celebrated with my mom. Um, and then just went straight to the locker room. It was my father's birthday, so afterwards, you know, we went went to eat, had a great dinner. I got him 
fitted for a suit for his birthday. So, oh, look yeah. at that. Did you smoke a cigar at all? No, I don't smoke cigars. <laughs> uh, my dad had some bubblegum cigars, so uh, yeah, a couple of bubblegum cigars. Yeah, you could have done the It's a Boy cigars, you know, <laughs> like the ones you get people when they have a baby at the hospital. Uh, <laughs> talking with uh, with Hendon Hooker. Um, let me get a quick thought on, I know you and Joe were close. I, I talked to you at the Manning Passing Academy. You talked about how close you and Joe Milton were and how you guys helped push each other. I thought that was so cool of you to go to the Orange Bowl and still be with him and support mm-hmm. him. And whatever you told him, whatever you were there, support or otherwise, looked like it, it worked because he had a fantastic uh, bowl win over uh, yeah. Clemson. Yeah, and that's something that me and Joe talked about day in and day out. Uh, both of us just going out there and playing our game no matter when we're in the game. Uh, we just want to win. Um, and while I was over in, in uh, California with my surgery for two weeks, I was still tapping into the uh, – into the, the quarterback meetings and the quarterback install through Zoom, whether that be for, for 20 seconds or, or an hour and a half. Um, but that time difference was throwing me off a little bit because I have to wake up at 4. They have a meeting at 7. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just to be able to sit in there and, and get the game plan and be able to communicate with Joe at a high level is what I was trying to do. Talking with Tennessee quarterback uh, Hendon Hooker, how's the rehab going? How much are you able to move mm-hmm. now? And, and where are we in the process? Yeah, so rehab's going great. Uh, six weeks post-op, being able to put 100% weight-bearing on my leg, um, being able to get back to regular routines without the brace. I don't really need the brace to work out or anything of that nature. I wear here because we walk around so much and I'm standing up. Um, but um, it's going great. Um, I'm looking forward to actually doing some more explosive things here in two weeks uh, and, and getting back into the group of things and getting back to a better, a better me. Are you going to do anything at the combine or anything like that? No, I'll just go interview and, you know, Make more connections. And give your talk little, about. show your little charm. You know, yeah, we'll give them, we'll yeah, give you them. know, <laughs> be smooth. <laughs> you are one of my favorite people to interview um, because not only are you a great football player, but but you're you're also. I mean, I've talked with you all off the air about your faith and and all that kind of stuff. How important is that mm-hmm. to you as just not just an athlete, but as a person? Yeah, um, extremely important. Just my day to day life. Wake up, meditate, pray, read my Bible verse. Uh, Mike talked to my mom about some Bible verse. Um, she sends some out to me and my brother and sister. Um, and then my father, I always check in with him. So, you know, just keeping the family close always. Uh, we're extremely uh, competitive in what we do. So, um, <laughs> you know, anytime my dad can throw a new word at me or, um, you know, learn something, um, it's always an opportunity just to better myself and, and better my, um, my knowledge as well. We talk about the rehab going well. Is there a timetable for, say, a team, you know, a team drafts you? Are we, the start of the season still not ready, or what's the timetable there, kind of? Yeah, I should be ready to, to compete by camp. So, okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that, getting back to my, my regular self, uh, being able to move. It's so, it's so hard to sit out here and not being able to compete, but I'm just happy to be able to sit in these quarterback meetings and um, be around such great talent and also see my teammates compete, seeing Darnell Wright, B.Y. Young. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited for these guys to uh, make their mark on this game. You had, um, when I look back, uh, uh, you know, your career, you started at Virginia Tech, and obviously you get with Josh Heupel in Tennessee, and it really takes off. What did you learn from Coach, Coach Heupel, and, and how much was, did his system really just suit your, your attributes? Um, you know, I learned, learned a lot from Coach Heupel, and he also just instilled a lot of confidence in me. And let me be myself. Uh, really let the let the dog off the chain. A pit bull is more dangerous when he's off his off his chain. So um, you know, being able to just go out there and, and play free, and um, not be confined, it was it was great. Um, and the offense is uh, not what people uh, think it is. Uh, it's not controlled. I have 100% control. 
um, you know, about making calls at the line, audibles. Um, if I see if I see a matchup I like, I'll exploit that. Wow. Um, so you know, a lot of a lot more command than what people think it is. So to make that to make that ship go and to just be in such a great um, you know environment as well. Coach Hosley does a great job. Coach uh, Mitch Maletalo, you know, does a great job as well. Quarterback QC. Um, they're uh, masterminds of football, so that, that's huge because that's going to help you on the next level. Oh yeah, being able to to change plays and all that because there are some guys mm-hmm. in college where it's like, no, here's the play and here's option two and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and that's that's a misconception about our offense. A lot of the times they think that we're just going out there, hey, run to the thirty and turn around, <laughs> or just run deep. Like that's not that's not what we're doing. You know, it's it's um it's all it's all preparation. I put in a lot of time. A lot of film throughout the week. Uh, I over prepare so that when my opportunity presents itself, and any opportunity presents itself, I'm prepared. You play with some great wide receivers, mm-hmm. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt. They're on their way to the next level as well. Um, I mean, I, have you talked to those guys? I mean, they got to be super excited yeah, to show yeah. what they could do. Yeah, uh, me and Sam were talking the other day. We were talking about some jewelry. Um, he said he was going to get a chain, but um, <laughs> I'm excited to see him. You know, really compete uh, at the combine. And I'm, I'm I'm excited to see Jay Hyatt. Uh, I'll see Jay Hyatt at the Super Bowl here in a couple of weeks. So uh, hang out with him a little bit. And um, I'm ready to see him run, too. Say he got something nice for me. Obviously, you can't control it. But how cool would it be to end up with one of those guys on the same team on the next level? That would be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> and uh, I bring it up because we got Tua with, mm-hmm. with Waddle. We got Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase. So the, the duos, the quarterback-wide receiver duo, it's working at the next level. Yeah. Yeah, and that chem- I have chemistry with all of my receivers. Um, and, you know, this year it was special with me and Jay Hyatt. Jay Hyatt is just a blazer of a guy. He can, he can fly. And he's also a great, a great person as well, so a great teammate. He's, all, he's very supportive, brings great energy to the room. Um, and then said is extremely hard work. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, big body, can move well, and uh, is aggressive. When the ball is in the air, he knows that's his ball, and he's not going to be rejected. So. I'm, I'm eager to, um, you know, if that does happen, then, then that's a blessing. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring up bad memories, but um, not getting an invite to the Heisman. That was kind of, I'll say it for you, I think that was a raw deal. Did you feel like you should have got at least got an invite? Uh, if I'm leading the pack for a majority of the season, I definitely feel like I should have <laughs> got an invite. Um, I thought that I was one of the most dominant players in college football this past year. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all in God's will. Uh, I hold no grudges. Hold, uh, you know, don't burn any bridges. I don't believe in that. I feel like it blocks your blessings. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's no hard feelings. Um, those guys that were up there are great, are great guys. They made some great plays. I'm a huge fan of all of them. Um, just watching them compete at a high level was cool. And you still got your fair share of postseason awards too, and all that. So you 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 were very uh, you were honored well with with all the postseason accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you hearing from? I mean, do do you pay attention to? The mock draft stock and all that. I mean, are, is it? You uh, know, is it? Is it? Uh, no, I don't pay. I don't pay any attention to it because no one knows where they're gonna go until draft day. Yeah. So. Because um, all it takes is one team, right? Yeah, and and you know, this process is is great. I'm just I'm just enjoying it, soaking it all up, enjoying um you know making new connections and and showing showing people um how I lead and my character. And also, you know, just my football IQ. I know you're a competitor, but in a perfect scenario, I mean, if you go to an NFL team, do you want to start from day one? Do you think there's value in maybe sitting and learning for, for some time, or mm-hmm. where are you with that? I want to go and learn, and I want to compete as well. So while I'm learning, I want to compete. Um, I, want to, I want to show that I belong in this league uh, and, 
you know, whatever God's will is, that's, that's what I'll do. So going to the right place uh, is my biggest concern. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. Who's a good comp at the NFL level when you watch, you know, the Mahomeses, the Burroughs, the Jalen Hurts, all those kind of guys? Who, who do you think your game kind of matches most? Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah, so uh, very versatile. Uh, I call him a magician. He's a magician in the pocket. So uh, <laughs> um, I, I try to try to em, uh, emulate some of his game. My brother loves his game as well. He, he plays like him as well. But my brother's more of a, a pocket passer, but he's fast and he has great feet. So I'm excited to see him at North Carolina A&T this year as well. I, I talked with you before the season, and you said your mom was telling you you had to take less hits. And mm -hmm. I thought you did do a good I, job of that yeah, throughout the yeah. season, right? I made an emphasis of it, you know, to take those <laughs> hits off my body. I felt a lot better this year <laughs> than in previous years for sure. <laughs> uh, talking with Hendon Hooker, uh, when you're not playing football, what's Hendon Hooker doing? Mm -hmm. If I'm not playing football, I'm watching it or, um, you know, just hanging out with my family. Uh, I got a little dog, Cinco. He's a golden doodle. Uh, Cinco? Yes, sir. He's nine months, <laughs> and he's a mess. But um, he's one of the most smartest dogs I've ever been around. He can get in any car, roll the window down. Uh, if, if I have a, if like I have he his, rolls the window yeah, down? Yeah, he rolls the window down. He can <laughs> stick his head out. We're driving. Wow. Then uh, if I have a little his little football, I throw it to him, and he's amongst other dogs. He thinks he's playing football. <laughs> he's out there trying to sh shake the dogs. So it's always a cool, cool thing to see him and see him learn and He's got yeah. that Hendon Hooker mentality. Yeah, he's a hooker. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Hendon, best of luck to you, man. I really enjoyed getting to know you over the last uh, year plus in your time in mm -hmm. Knoxville. And uh, best of luck, man, at the next level, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. All right? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Hendon Hooker here on the show. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And now you'll make your second listen. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. They are breaking it all down, everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from some big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Our thanks again to Hendon Hooker for joining us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.